and welcome to the Infinite Improvisation Podcast, Adventures in Music and Creativity. And I am Steve Tressler in Seattle, joined by my co-host Lauren Best in Ontario. Hey, Lauren. Hi, pleasure to be here again. Yeah. So this is our third of five mini episodes on the how, how to improvise, how to create original ideas. And this one may be one of the most practical, hands-on, here is, here is how to do it. I got a quote for you, Lauren, that mm. is, I'm a real believer that creativity comes from limits, not freedom. And that is a quote by comedian Jon Stewart. You may mm. know the host of, for many years, of The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Is that something you get up in Canada, too? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. But, uh, so we'll be talking about this concept of, of limitations in various in various disciplines. So, in, I mean, in the case of John Stewart, The Daily Show, you think of them writing for the show, oh, they're just cracking jokes back and forth, but they've got a deadline. They've got to produce something every day, and they had a very clear, s- repeatable system to allow the creativity to happen. And so we'll be talking about self-imposed limitations today and doing some some demonstrations that we want to take some musical risks or artistic risks here live on, live on the show. Um, so even before we get to the music, there are many, many ways that we use self-imposed limitations, that the, the tools in our toolkit were restricting what we're using in order to generate new ideas. So I know. Kick that back at you, Lauren. What are some some types of limitations that you've worked with throughout either music or writing or other artistic practices? Yeah, well, as you said, self-imposed limitations. I what I thought of right away was how sometimes we don't consciously think of what the limitations actually are that we are assuming so sometimes like we always have some kind of limitation and i think sometimes thinking more actively about it and like self-imposing additional limitations can also help us look at what limitations we have in place that we are taking for granted or assuming Mm. or um not necessarily thinking about actively or realizing Um, And what comes to mind there, right, is like using our instrument in non-traditional ways or, Mm. um, you know, when we're guiding others in music, right? Mm. And particularly I'm thinking with children, right? Like we can tell them how, like what those limits are with the instrument, right? Mm. Like how, what's the range of possible expression before they're possibly breaking the instrument? Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, there's kind of conscious limitations and unconscious limitations. Mm. Um, so of course I think of like, I think length <laughs> mm-hmm. is almost like one of, is, sorry, is often one of the, the main limitations, right? Because, uh, playing a three minute song is very different than playing a 30 minute song. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with music being experienced temporally, uh, the length we choose can change the experience of it. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. There's, and there's, there are interesting to that so many unconscious limitations like the range of talking about music the range of what we're able to hear or you're playing mm-hmm. piano limit of how many fingers we have and how far apart they're spaced on our on our mm-hmm. body um and even if well if i'm at a, a jazz session like hey we're gonna play a blues and f one two three four right away you've got a kind of a tempo limitation you've mm-hmm. got an idea of what the harm there may be some some variance but what the harmonic progression is going to be yeah, so one thing, too, I think about is, like, writing prompts, like creative writing classes. It's yeah. not just here's a blank piece of paper and write something, right? You get some kind of 
What are some that you've done in your writing practice? Maybe like a, a writing prompt that limits. I mean, prompts what, where you choose a yeah. random word to start. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's, uh, um, yeah. you know, and that the, the, I mean, sometimes it can be that that's the first line or the first word of the poem, or that could be the title of the poem. Mm -hmm. And then that word that was randomly selected, kind of everything is coming from that. So often I think the limitation... I mean, there's lots of other ways of limitations, too, right? Like, you could choose every word in the poem randomly, but then arrange them in a way mm -hmm. that, uh, uh, you know, or, ha or have certain words that you have to include in the poem. But often, I think for writing, um, like, we, it's a jumping-off point sometimes. Mm. Yeah. Or it's brought to mind, actually, erasure, which we had talked yep. about a bit. Something some you could describe for our Yeah, folks. so or in erasure poetry where we're using a, a text or of some kind that is pre-selected and we're um, removing words by erasing them or blacking them out um, or maybe cutting them out and rearranging them, mm -hmm. uh, like ransom note style. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so then your limitation is like the, the media and the text that you're, that you're using coming into it. Um, and so, you know, I think musically of samples and using samples and, and then some of the limitation is, is kind of like what your ingredients are, but then it's also how you alter and change those ingredients as well. Yeah. And well, also for poetry too, thinking about a, a haiku, the syllable, and I understand there's, I, I know little about it, but there's, there's more to it than just the syllable structure, but same thing when you're working within that limitation. It's like, oh, I want to expound and use a thousand syllables. I'm like, well, no, you have to you have to dial it down, and you know, working within working within a limitation like that. Yeah, totally. And with a haiku, we have the five, seven, five, but then mm -hmm. um, with with each line, for, so for the three lines, mm -hmm. um, and then there's other haiku traditions beyond that. So it's kind of starting to think of how, like, which limitations do we want to include, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's just the syllables or whether uh, it's other elements of, of haiku as well, such as there's a term called the cut word, where mm -hmm. um, at the end of the second line, there's a word that kind of changes the feeling or... Um, uh, I'm not. I'm probably not describing the definition oh. e exactly, but it's a. It's a, called the cut word because uh, there's more to that, <laughs> and it, and and it's a shift that that would happen. But many haiku don't have that uh, yeah. nowadays. Yeah. Wow. But yeah. Limitations. Before we get to to playing some music, but other limitations is a practice that come to mind, like in. Um, improv theater games or even sketch comedy where sometimes the audience will yell out a scenario or a character or here's a, a conflict and then the actors use that to, to riff off of it. If anyone's seen who, whose line is it anyways or whose line is it anyway. Mm -hmm. Other shows like that. And where, then within, yeah, go ahead. Within that too, there's like limitations that we will like often keep. Like, you know, they're, they're staying on the stage. <laughs> for the mm -hmm. most part. But then if we choose to go outside of those limitations, um, it can uh, uh, it can be a surprising moment that can be mm -hmm. really effective, but it's usually not used very often, you know? So like coming mm -hmm. out into the audience or, or, or bringing up the house lights and, um, well, I, okay, sometimes more than others in some shows, yeah. but you know, like we have, we have choices about or, how much to kind of break outside mm -hmm. that. Or bringing audience members on stage like you were that talking about earlier. Or some of those limitations we keep. If it's a seven o'clock show, I'm like, surprise, it actually started at 5.30. You missed it. We broke out of that limitation. I'm like, oh. Uh, another one that comes to mind, too, is some of those, um, thinking of like a cooking reality show where they, I mean, I saw one where the, 
there's the master chefs and the the contestants and they had to make a a dessert and the secret ingredient was tuna fish so they had to make some kind of tuna fish dessert and you know it's it's not if they had all their devices they would they, they would have not found this i guess this angle of creativity and someone came up with some pretty amazing dishes apparently i don't know i couldn't taste them but yeah yeah it adds it adds a, a huge amount of novelty and mm-hmm. of challenge and of kind of gets us thinking in ways that we wouldn't normally like i'm guessing mm-hmm. none of those contestants would have been like ah oh, i can't wait for the tuna fish challenge <laughs> like you know but then once they were in it like it it i'm sure presented new and, mm-hmm. and different possibilities and it shows as we also talked about last season the difference between just following a step-by-step recipe rather than being a chef and taking um, you know, seeing seeing new possibilities with, with the ingredients you have rather yeah. than just doing something you've done several times before. Yeah, totally. And that I think that's such a fun thing with limitations when we're working with others is that, mm-hmm. like, of course, we could each just create something different and it would be different. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Like, of course, it's different. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we have uh, similar sets of limitations or overlapping limitations and mm. then to still see how those um, are, are different or divergent or, or how there's some similarities or overlap um, can, can be part of the fun mm. of, of working with limitations in a group. Absolutely. Just, and, you know, I can think of visual arts even. I mean, what comes to mind is Picasso's blue period as well, that kind of, you know, using limitation of, of color. What else might my wife does a lot of crafts and f- fiber arts and painting, among other things. But she has a book that I think it's just called One Ball of Yarn. It's like projects mm-hmm. you can do with your limitation of you've, you know, you've got one leftover ball. What's something you can do with it without having to buy a pile? Yeah, buy another yeah, pile of yeah. yarn. Uh, okay, well, let's, let's take this to, to, to music. So we're going to experiment on each other a little bit. Um, <laughs> and, well, here's how I usually frame it. I mean, we've already kind of given it away since the show's about improvisation but usually i'll just you know if it works with like hey do you want to do you want to play a game just kind of framing this as a as a musical game yeah, uh, i want to play yeah play a game okay so you're gonna play a short you're gonna play a short short piece and this is using the time limitation so we'll say you know about maybe 30 seconds to a minute and we'll have a, a pitch limitation so you're only allowed to use the note a on the piano so okay. You can use A, but you can use any A in any register, and how you play the A's, that's up to you. But you've got a very, very specific pitch limitation. And then when you're done, you're going to play the note D. D for done. And that's how we know. That's how I know it's, it's over. Alrighty. Those are the only limitations? Those are the only limitations. A, 30 seconds, D yeah, done. Yeah, approximately, yeah. And... Yeah, and then sort of the challenge of this is like, well, what can we, you know, to be experimenting, but okay, how can we, how can we make this, how can we make this interesting? Hmm, that's the game. All right, here we go.
Thank you. You can feel all the <laughs> listeners in the future clapping for this performance. That was awesome. Uh, okay, so what did that? What, what was that experience like with that working with that limitation? Well, partway through, I, I don't know, realized, remembered. <laughs> it occurred to me that uh, I don't really know how long that was like mm -hmm. I have a pretty good sense of time of like how much time has elapsed sometimes but we all know right that like once you start playing sometimes we have a very mistaken sense of that and so partway through I was like how do, do I know how much time has passed yeah. how close to 30 I know you said 30 seconds to a minute but I'm like yeah. Huh, I wonder how close we're gonna yeah. get. And as you know, like you don't want to go too far down that rabbit hole while yeah. you're actually, yeah, while you're actually. It's like recording a podcast it. episode too. These these mini episodes have been about twenty minutes, but I'm getting a sneaking little spidey sense this one we may run long. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, exactly. You've gotten on the back of your head, but you don't want to let the, those kind of thoughts distract you too much. But yeah, staying within the limitation, it kind of totally, kind of brings totally. You back. It's like how much do we want to. Uh, like surrender into the moment or mm -hmm. or just uh, play in a more like physical way where we're almost mm -hmm. trying to be uh, like not plan or not think too much about mm -hmm. it and then how much do we want to actively consider what we're doing and kind of actively coach ourselves or actively make choices um, yeah. I mean that's already <laughs> kind of like mm -hmm. like there's different there's different approaches to that but definitely with the limitations it's like making sure I actually do the limitations because if I'm just playing in a more like uh, kind of like physically led way and like trying to sort of clear my mind, then I'm, mm -hmm. I may not stick with notes. So I need to remember what you actually said yeah. and do it, which sounds simple. Like it's mm -hmm. only two notes. That sounds like it should be simple. Mm -hmm. um, but we all know we can lose track of things in the moment. Yeah. And yeah, so for these limitations, these aren't necessarily prescriptive rules. I call them like temporary rules for now. Yeah. Uh, and so it's interesting with that. So, I mean, what, what I heard that kind of kept kept my attention with that is you were playing with different registers, but and the, the timing and the touch, you know, that you're playing very musical phrases. And yeah, the, the, ti the timing and dynamics are keeping my attention. Then the surprise, big low D at the, at the end. It's, um, so what's, what's important about these limitations is how we have to be resourceful in other dimensions rather than oh we just have to play one note that's going to be boring i'm like well with that attitude it'll be boring so what what can we do to make it not boring make it interesting and uh so this is actually the structure of a piece by um do, do, do you know where i'm going with this maybe you know where i'm going with this um keep going <laughs> by georgi ligeti the hungarian austrian composer uh it's a piano piece that he used very specific pitch limitation. So the first movement of this ricicata is just like this, the note A and the ends with D, so two pitches. And then the next movement is three pitches, the next is four, and then the 11th movement is all 12 pitches. And he's known for having very, um, making some self-imposed obstacles and trying to trying mm -hmm. to overcome them in his, in his process. So I'm gonna play, it's just about two minutes long. Um, so I put you on the spot with this, but here's what Ligeti came up with after, I imagine, much much consideration. Um, and so here we go. Let's, let's, yeah, listen to it and kind of see what your thoughts are after experimenting it with yourself.
there we go. I just was thinking it's interesting that you said end on D, but you didn't specify like whether I was ending with like a phrase of D or whether mm. I was supposed to end with uh, one D, you know, yeah. and I, I noticed that um, like in both what I played and the recording, mm. like it was, they were in different registers, but it mm. was like that singular sort of D to end. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what were your impressions on that? Well, I was thinking about how, like, for different instruments, we'd have such different results, right? Like, because mm -hmm. of the range of the piano, but also things to play that are, um, like, kind of typical on piano, like certain mm -hmm. octave jumps that I saw some, like, some similarities between what, between the two sort of little pieces. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> um, some things just kind of appear naturally, right? Whereas if you had the exact same limitations, um, I'm guessing you might feel... Well, well, of course, it would be different in, in, in many ways just because of the differences between the instruments. Yeah, I, I enjoy doing this one more on piano than on saxophone, where I'm doing, yeah, octave, octave jumps and trying to keep them in tune and all that. Yeah, you can just, <laughs> re, you can just grab so much the, the the piano. And I think my approach would be you know, more similar to how you approached it, and then it, it was really cool to hear that kind of rhythmic, hocketed stuff and getting the, the, the interlocking yeah. grooves and all that that was happening. One thing that jumped out to me too is when he's really pounding in the the lower register, you can start to hear more and more harmonics, and the notes kind of split out into this spectral, mm. well, like a spectrum of notes. So I'm hearing, oh, there's the third overtone. I was hearing some like harmonic sevenths, and mm. that the note A isn't just an A; that it's this collection of other frequencies, and kind of being able to blast it apart. That, that was kind of one of my one of my favorite moments. Totally, totally, especially with the damper pedal, like with mm -hmm. the damper open, and so you mm -hmm. can like really hear everything start to ring. And I was thinking as well how how he was playing on an acoustic piano, and for me with the keyboard, especially like with doing one take, not like, yeah. I mean, I play this fairly often, but I've changed the volume and changed the settings and stuff. Yeah. And so um, just how how the expression, you know, mm -hmm. even on, even with the same instrument or with the same type of instrument on a keyboard versus an acoustic piano, how the, mm -hmm. how the results, uh, you know, that can, that, that's part of the limitations. That's part yeah. of what, uh, what brings out those results. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've got another one for you. For me, you don't you play ready? that now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my turn to play. Okay. I'll, um, or, or no, you could, you could throw another one at me. I was just teasing. Oh. <laughs> no, you're on the, I'm in the hot you're, seat. You're the, you're the, the lab rat, yeah. Uh, it's for, for um, more where I've got you at, p at the piano. Yeah, similar. So another pitch pitch limitation. So this is you're going to play do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti, do. You're going to play just the notes of the C major scale in order. So one C, one D, one E. And then you can just kind of continue. Do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti, do, re, mi, fa, sol, and just continue. But again, you can change the register. So you can play C up here and then D down there. So they're in or the pitches are in order, but you're free to move move registers. Okay. Does that make you'll play some and C, some D, some E, some F, some G, and just keep going, and then you're done when you're done. But Does that each make sense? could each could repeat. Like I mm -mm. can play a C more than once, or it's no. one tone of C. It can last however one, long it yeah, wants, but not C repeated. Exactly one one event of C or one articulation of C, and it can okay. hold, but. That's, right. that's that's the new that's the new pitch limitation. And about the same length. Sure, yeah, oh. about up 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 to a minute, but don't let that get inside your head. If you get in the zone, go a little bit longer, I guess. <laughs> okay, one more thing. Can I play more than one of the note at once? Like, 
simultaneous like or uh, i'm not trying to, to i'm not I, this is always me i'm <laughs> like me in school was like excuse me yeah i was gonna this, say what this, were you like as a kid this? or were you all yeah <laughs> yeah it's like you know what time is the flow scheduled for i will go with the flow yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm not not actually touching, you know. Yeah, you know, I can just, double I can double notes. So I see. Are you <laughs> I'll leave I'll leave that up to you. Okay, okay. I'll leave it there. <laughs> All right. That was tough. <laughs> I, so that, that was that was more challenging than the other one. That was yeah a lot. I, I think I actually broke the rule once and like accidentally repeated something because uh -oh. um. Uh, yeah, that was it. Was just how do I put it? Well, it just it, I felt like I had to use a lot of my brain making sure mm. I obeyed the rules. Mm. <laughs> You know, like, even though, like, it, it's a fairly simple rule, um, you know, we all, our brains all work a little differently, right? Mm -hmm. Like, some of us will find some rules easier to follow than others. Mm -hmm. Especially and if that's you want to start following your intuition and then, oh, stick. Yeah. And I can't. Yeah. And like what, what, earlier when I was saying, like, oh, I, we, we can all, we all know we can get lost in the music. And um, I think we all know that. But I think... Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm curious to, to see if you'd agree with this. Like, yeah. as music teachers, I think we really see that exemplified. Because we'll see, like, you know, we'll be like, okay, repeat this, like, three times. And then the student plays it, like, eight times. Because yeah. they were just, like, they lose count. Like, because mm -hmm. their brains are somewhere else. And, mm -hmm. um, and you know, but some for some folks, like, you know, some things are easier than others to keep in mind or to get out of our minds. And I don't know that felt a little weird because yeah. I was trying to not stay I was trying to like let myself go from it enough mm -hmm. that it would uh I guess that's partially because I didn't want it to sound super like I was playing what you told me to play mm -hmm. so I was actually trying to like trying to like distance myself from that limitation whereas if I played yeah. things that were like just quick runs and stuff yeah. where like I just like let that flow more mm -hmm. that might have been easier <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, I mean, some of these limitations you'll try and they'll just kind of flow. I'm like, oh, this is such a great, suddenly this music is just flowing out and others are, can be very challenging and frustrating. And then that's part of the work is, okay, well, how can I work with this limitation and make it happen? But, you know, reality yeah. can always change the limitation or, oh, this, this got me going in a certain direction and I really want to, it may inspire you to go in another direction. And at some point, if you just bag the limitation and then just go, maybe that can set the stage for creating something new, just starting with a limitation, letting it go somewhere else. And then, I mean, that's what we're after. Yeah. Anyway. Like I felt like I was also really, I was going to say really thinking like a piano player. You might disagree with me on that, but in that, 
I was like, well, what if I just play the limitation as my bass notes? And then like, I sing yeah. with that or I like yeah. play like a different melody. Like, you know, like I wasn't in that. Uh, so I was trying to, you know, like it's different playing that and thinking like, oh, I'm trying to like play this as like the piece. Right. Mm -hmm. Versus if, if I was like, oh, I'm going to play with that limitation like as my baseline and then I'll record that and come back to it. I would have a really mm. different approach than than kind of the pressure being on of like here's yeah. the whole the whole thing like you know recorded. <laughs> yeah, the whole world's yeah. going to hear it if they download this episode. So uh do you think that would be a challenging one to sing? I'm not going to ask it. Uh if I was changing octaves, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um I was thinking about that though, because like if I, I just probably wouldn't change octaves doing it. But if I just like kept it sequential and then like changed things about the, the tone and the timbre and the you know the dynamics and the articulation mm. of what I was doing. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking that about the other about the other one too, like of the oh just saying A and then saying D. And I was like, it's funny because that's so easy to do on piano, but yeah. to ask me just sing A's and then sing yeah. a D, I would like be so frustrated, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Whereas if you asked me to improvise with a lot of crescendos, I would much mm -hmm. rather sing that than than play that on the on the piano. And that's actually a limitation I've been thinking of a lot lately, how for the piano or the guitar, right? Like our tone, like it's just it's a a state of constant decay, you mm -hmm. know? Uh, whereas with wind instruments and with our voice, it's a much different mindset for mm -hmm. how we're actually like approaching creating and sustaining a column of air. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, with this, this is also a structure for a piece of music. But speaking ah. of, of uh, it's a. Uh, Arvo Perret, Estonian composer. It's called Solfeggio, and it's a choral piece. And I think when I first heard it, I had no idea that that was the limitation. And the lyrics are, Do, Re, Mi, Fa, Sol, La, Ti, Do. Okay. Uh, so check this out. And I, I just, yeah, it's one of my favorite composers, so I just love this.
to stop it. But anyway, like, <laughs> like have you heard that before? I'm curious. No, I hadn't, but it sounded beautiful. And it, um, it made me like the overlapping part. I was one like this while I was playing, I did a little bit of that. And I was like, is this part, is this against the, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And so, um, yeah, what I, 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 what I found interesting about hearing that, right. It was, it was like those longer sustained pitches, which I mean, I mentioned like just the differences in terms of voice versus piano, um, versus even just like an organ sound or something. I would, I would have approached it differently with like an organ sound, but also that like the time limitation of this felt like it was, um, like in some ways my primary consideration, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like, that would have been so like, if you, I have three minutes to think about things and to kind of get into, get into some ideas and to, to try things out, I'm going to take a different approach than, than 30 seconds. Yeah, but I wasn't at the time. I I wouldn't have said that was the most like difficult constraint or whatever. But then like hearing that other example, it made me it made me think more about how the timing. You can kind of forget about it, but it can, it's actually mm. the the length is a pretty major thing, right? And people really notice if songs are like if it's if it's wildly outside of their expectations. Yeah, absolutely. And I like the shorter limitation, especially if I'm doing workshops and it feels a little less intimidating to do a to do a short one but if you're kind of wanting to let something fully develop the short one can feel like it it gets gets in the way mm-hmm. uh that's amazing i'm kind of a sucker for those diatonic clusters you know just that harmony yeah. you know the pretty dissonance and uh and you know getting away from you know when we're you know people are working on scales I'm like oh doing scales are so boring i'm like well it doesn't sound boring if you do it like that i know um steven nakmanovich author free play who I keep bringing up but he has a passage in there about rainbow scales which is playing you know working on some kind of technical thing or scales but changing something about the dynamics and the and the pacing and the tone color and all of this to make it a a musical experience and something creative Mm -hmm. rather than a dry technical drill well and Uh, the and the the notes and the tempo are just one of like so many elements that mm -hmm. we can that we can change with the scale and it's also like where we direct our attention and especially mm-hmm. when it comes to technique and just being, you know, taking some time to really experience things differently by slowing them down. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting because I would say that generally like my, th- those, those like, you know, the overlapping tones and the clusters and getting lots of harmonies going. Uh, I would say that's normally how I would like naturally explore. Like that would be mm-hmm. like generally like more of my like instinct, but like because of the like the short time limitation and because of the oh like you can use any note I really felt like I had to spread around the keyboard Mm -hmm. which I didn't right like I could have just stayed in one range that was just like one choice however it's interesting sometimes like having the limitations I felt like I needed to use a broader range within what I could choose (laughs) than I maybe normally would so are you saying you want to try it again, or are we done? No, uh, <laughs> that's not. Because well, now I've talked too much yeah. about it. Like yeah. now, if I tried it again, I would have to really take some time. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I guess I can be. I guess I can be in the hot seat now, and yeah. maybe both of those had pitch limitations. So I think it might be interesting to. I mean, I guess you're putting me in the hot seat, but we can kind of move away from pitch. Like, what are some other other types of limitations? That, well, yeah, like, we can we can try that. So I got got a saxophone here, so. I'm thinking of like how mean I want to be. So yeah. okay, the like like and actually this isn't this isn't mean at all. But um, 
the like what the poet in me and the and like the the sort of the singer lyricist in me would suggest is to um, have your okay choose a piece of text that you can see around you mm. and then your rhythm limitation mm-hmm. is the speech patterns mm. of that block of text okay you, you know what mm-hmm. I mean yeah that that's what comes to mind right away and then yeah. pitches so it's an in- instrumental version of yeah so it's like text text setting sort of yeah melodically. okay yeah and um like the text you can like it could be a list of ingredients or it could be like you know what i mean yeah, like I, I, like yep. like got, choose your text in advance don't pick something don't don't, don't choose your text while you play okay <laughs> okay um, and do you want yeah. another limitation on top of that, <laughs> or is that enough? Uh, I I could could do another one on top of that. Um, but that's that's enough as well. But I can. Well, I, can I mean, on. that's a, how about we leave it at that, and we'll mm-hmm. see what other limitations kind of emerge maybe mm-hmm. from that, right? Because like. Okay. Here we go. Cool. I could definitely hear the speech in it, eh? Oh, okay. Yeah, so what, what did you notice? I enjoy doing that, and I've done similar similar things before. And that one, I was... Well, as a, but before I tell you what the, the words were, maybe, what, what did it... I don't know, what did it bring to mind as, as a listener? I was glad that we didn't choose um, pitch limitations, because... Mm-hmm like like i really heard the speech in it but yet yeah. like the melodic um elements weren't necessarily mm-hmm. speech like and i think sometimes if we choose one pitch it can have kind of like a uh you know just like that monotone speech vibe and so i felt mm-hmm. like it was like i felt the speechness <laughs> yeah. but yet but yet it feels a little removed from that because the um because the pitches are well maybe some some someone would speak with pitch, pitches <laughs> like that yeah. but you know we're less um uh, like less tied to that. Yeah. So I was actually reading my Zoom menu off the bottom of the window. So oh. mute, stop video, security, <laughs> yeah. participants, chat, share screen, pause, stop recording. So I was pausing after pause. So I was doing some text painting, I guess, then breakout right, rooms, yeah, yeah. reactions, apps, whiteboards, more, end. Yeah. And the end was the end of the piece. So some of those I was playing with it, but also just trying to think about just our I don't know our love-hate relationship with video conferencing and how it's awesome we do things like you know podcasts across the continent but still you know how much time we spent on zoom so a little bit of a little bit of anger in there but you know and did you find like were you feeling the the melody of the words or were were those feeling separate for you because like as you said that you said participants i yeah. think or you said you know yeah. you said it like with yeah, a very so clear inflection 
I think a couple of those I was trying to sing like how I played it or something. <laughs> I was, yeah, thinking about the the shape and the emphasis of, of each word. Sometimes as instruments we fall into the, not the trip, we just fall into like a steady, steady tempo, like, you know, security, rather like security participants yeah. and like make it metered when it's, when it's not, right? Because our speech, if we come up with the rhythms of what we're actually saying, it's very... Yeah, <laughs> it would be very tough to put into a traditional time signature, like th- those are strange rhythms, but they're very natural when we're speaking. So, I was trying to pay attention to that and leave some space between each between each button. Uh, I was pre-hearing some of those melodies and shapes, and mm. but that's a uh, well, yeah. And by leaving space between each button, like it's almost <laughs> you you turned the uh, the menu into a graphic score in a sense, right? Like you had exactly. like the the um. Yeah, like the the visuals were were part of what was what was guiding your pacing. Yeah, it sounds like um, that's great. And yeah, I, f- I find text can be a really good entry point for some for some instrumental folks who are uh, you know starting with a poem, choosing a poem, or and then kind of finding well which words have emphasis on which syllables, and how can we shape a melody or theme around that? And that often gives someone you know someone something to to go with. So if, you know, I want to compose something and I don't know where to start and I don't have any ideas. Like, well, let's start with some text. Let's start with a poem. Mm-hmm. And it uh, that can really help people get get moving. Mm-hmm. So you, you were wondering how nice you wanted to be. Was that a nice one or oh, is that a mean one? I don't know. You, you I could, think that was a nice one. I okay, was, well, you could do a not I, nice I, you, one. And you chose you your text. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> and, and you chose text fairly freely. So I was, yeah. you know what I mean? It yeah. wasn't... Uh, um uh, yeah <laughs> um i d- i did not at all pre pre-select menus do you want to do another one or did that lead somewhere for you in terms of um like did that bring anything else to mind oh to, for you there there's a lot I and mean, we could do a whole thing on graphic scores and that's a whole other thing now let's, let's maybe do something that's totally different but again well i just i like yeah sh- shying away from the pitch limitations that for which i love using but so much any folks out there in the in the jazz world so much like oh what scale do i play on this so people are thinking so much on like what note do i play in this situation so um and i was i was sticking you with pitch limitations so so, something different i was thinking of um like atmosphere mood emotional Mm -hmm. quality as a limitation that i think often folks who aren't playing music all the time don't necessarily consider some of like some of those, these limitations might not be top of mind mm-hmm. um, or they might kind of think of speed as like one thing and like not necessarily like tease out like, uh, you know, like tempo and density and like, and you mm-hmm. know, and changes in speed and like those things don't necessarily pop to mind for people. Um, but I find that even people who aren't playing music very often, often will have ideas of like emotional qualities mm-hmm. right i think it's actually sometimes easier for people who are like uh like playing music less often to be like mm-hmm. oh i'm just gonna play this thing that is emotional whereas as musicians we're like what does that mean yeah <laughs> right and um, then the emotion if you're saying something's you know joyful or suspenseful we can just sometimes go right at it but some other limitations start falling into place whether it's our association with a, a soundtrack or other other music so a limitation like that can just automatically bring to mind many more well should we yeah. use did, did you want to use the menu or so, well i had an it? idea but okay. it's a, again this is a very like um 
throwing you into like a theatrical situation as okay. opposed to being nice and choosing simple menu items, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's which fine. is like a conversation that is going well. It's another speech-based thing. I don't know. Okay. But it, not that the, not that the sounds have to sound like speech, but the the vibe is a conversation that you think is going well and you realize is not going well and becomes increasingly more awkward. Hmm. Right on. <laughs> And as I was playing, I became aware of the st structure that I was, the new limitations I made for myself. It became like, uh, that was fun. I mean, either of these are not things that I would have not played exactly those things in any other content. But it's still like, oh, this make this makes sense. It's like getting the, the juices flowing. I wouldn't have played those same phrases as I was looking at the zoom buttons versus the... So I was thinking to make it a conversation, I mean, some call and response phrasing... Obviously, the two different registers for the two different voices, that's kind of low-hanging low fruit for that. And and the conversational thing, I mean, it brought to mind some, uh, you know, like blues phrasing. And there's a lot of just call and response and some of the jazz and blues that I play. So it kind of started there, and it, it very much started in a, the pitch, I mean, it wasn't on purpose. It started in a minor mo kind of, uh, minor, I guess it was a Dorian pitch limitation. I was kind of, mm. but then I started straying away from it for the tension. And then I started, I mean, I wasn't, I actually wasn't planning on it. I was just going to start with the call and response. And then other pitches started creeping in that were more dissonant. Mm -hmm. And then I started changing the, the timbre and making it edgier and then doing the split tones and just making it, I wasn't planning on making it that, that much conflict. But that's just kind of where the conversation, where the conversation <laughs> went. But as I was doing it, I was aware of like, oh, there's a spectrum of going from consonance to dissonance and from like a mellow mellow to an edgy tone quality so there's like a slider that was going this way and it was getting more more dense too it was more sparse to more dense so it, it was weird being aware of those but it came up more intuitively and then i was just kind of like oh here's the here's the things i'm playing with as i'm as i'm doing it yeah totally totally and what occurred to me was that um well just that there's like 
if you play that again, you might, well, you might try to take a similar interpretation, but mm -hmm. you might take like a different interpretation and we would likely still like have a sense of how that conversation went. Uh -huh. Or I wondered, I mean, like conversation kind of implies some kind of call and response, but I didn't know whether you would take it to mean like, like I'm hearing one half of the conversation, like, you know, like I'm hearing like someone on their, like talking on their phone and I'm hearing one half of it. Right. So like there was a. Um, yeah, there's a choice there too, and and um, as you're saying, like what, like how that contrast changes, or like how how, like yeah, the ener the energy of it becoming less consonant can can mm -hmm. go in can go in different mm -hmm. directions because something that was that that was uh, sparse at the end still would have had a feeling of it being like less cohesive, mm -hmm. right? But it was like it just a, even though it was an opposite choice. Um, and it would have had a different feeling at the end. It still kind of would have like communicated like that scene in a yeah, way. Yeah, absolutely. Because I kind of went, I just kind of ran with it. The kind of the theatrical novelty, like it just turned into an explosion. Yeah. So it was kind of, kind of funny. But what might be interesting is something that, yeah, a conversation not going well doesn't have to be that violent. It could just be, like imagine an awkward first date that you could tell is not going well and you're trying to exit the stage left yeah. and like, oh, my friend's calling me. I got to hold on, See, you know. Th that yeah. might even be more interesting of a thing where it's like, oh, it's going, and then something is not quite right, and then there's that that tension in the air that's not the kind of in your face <laughs> tension that I was that I was going for. And the other thing I thought of while you were doing it was that um, what I love about limitations mm -hmm. is that like that's a pretty like complex thing to try to communicate in a way, yeah. right? Like compared to like very sort of. Um, like straightforward limitations that don't mm -hmm. have kind of like this theatrical element to it. Mm -hmm. um, and yet I think if we gave someone like, you know, like a, I was gonna, I was gonna say like a pencil and a glass mm -hmm. or, or a wood block and a mallet, if yeah. we give them an, you know, a, a more traditional instrument, but that they could also communicate some stuff, even though mm -hmm. it's non-pitched and even though like, you know, and someone who isn't necessarily used to making these interpretations, Despite the fact that it's this kind of complex theatrical thing, like there's there's lots we could do with that. Whether it's someone like yourself with a lot of experience, or whether you know it's someone who's just been handed a percussion instrument that isn't normally mm -hmm. an instrument. Um, uh, and on the other side of so so we can work with that that sort of very open ended and kind of complex thing, um, but yet like really simple, clear limitations that don't necessarily have have these more like abstract or story-based ideas can also yeah. work really well for people whether they're people who are really experienced or or mm. less experienced I, and i love that i think it's like it's a a similar structure for how we might think about it but yet it's actually quite flexible yeah and, and musically yeah when i'm working with kids i often do some non-musical themes like what you're having me do and so that falls I guess under program music where there's some non-musical element you know when I have groups of kids or adults I say kids but I do the same thing with you know music majors in college and adults in, in groups like a game like guess the animal so I was just doing a check-in with a group of middle school kids and I had each of them and you know you're gonna play a solo improvisation in front of everybody I didn't do that I just had them do an impression of their pet or if they didn't have a pet their favorite animal and they just had fun you know right on the fly doing impressions of of animals uh so in certain situations, like when you had, you gave me that scene of the conversation not going well, that can really be a great jumping off point or thinking of a soundtrack. But then there's the more, I believe it's called absolute music, where it's just the, the music is on its own. It's not representing something else. It's the music. So when I'm having mm. you 
like the limitation with the A and the D. Or sometimes they, they can be more technical limitations and then you have to make the story happen. And different people, I think, react to those in different, in different ways. So when you guess the animal, yeah. do you, like when some, some kid who's like me is like, yeah. does it need to be the animal's voice or can it be other mm. sounds the animal makes? Do, do you specify? Uh, or does that come up, do you find? Well, oh, it, it does, because they go, well, how am I supposed to make the sound of a rabbit? It doesn't make sound, you know, so I'll, or this animal doesn't make a sound. You know, say it, so it could, I say that it could be, if they ask, that it could be an impression of the sound the animal makes, or it could be the soundtrack for an animal mm. do, doing something, or, you know, the theme song for the animal, or, or something like that, so you can. Yeah, I had piano students doing this, and I, I think I, I told you that one of my students played a colony of ants. <laughs> yeah. And like he explained it and it totally jived and it totally made sense, but it was, you know, it wasn't the literal sound of, of mm. the ants. Yeah. Although I got a video of an mm. ant eating this tiny little caterpillar oh. <laughs> got right up Whoa. close and got like the video of the mandibles. So maybe we'll have to do a soundtrack for yeah, that. Yeah, that'll soundtrack for that. We've done the call yeah. me I, I did a guest animal. Some of these games that I often do with kids, I did with a group of improvising musicians of the game symphony ensemble we did that on my birthday at the royal room but we did a version of guess the animal where we had we we're trying to do some like even sketch comedy things where we had people from the audience drawing graphic scores or telling jokes or reading stories and but we did a round of guess the animal and someone from the crowd whispered in our ear that we had to play armadillo and we did it and someone guessed it i was like i was that was like a highlight yeah yeah of, totally of, of when guess, it's bang on but mm-hmm. especially for armadillo yeah uh so one thing that we we mentioned, we didn't actually use, talking about this menu, this create, creative limitation menu. This is something that comes from my ebook, and we will include a link in the, in the show notes so you can download this menu. So it's, uh, it gives us some options for creating your own limitations. And let, let's see, do you have yours up, up, in, up in front of you? That. Oh, there we go, actually, I do. It's, uh, so it gives you some different categories. And so this is a way to, you'll choose two limitations. So if you want to work with limitations, and you don't even know where to start. Well, here's a menu. It's like, you know, it's like you're ordering lunch. doesn't matter if you necessarily pick the right thing. At some point, you just pick something and, and, and roll with it. So on the basic menu, there's different categories. There's dynamics, pitch, range, articulation, rhythm, and density, and several options within each one of them. So you'll choose two different limitations. And within the limitations, play the short improvisation like we were just doing. And um, as we were talking about playfulness, you know, treating it as a musical game. So we may choose something from the, you know, dynamics category. So it could be an improvisation that has a gradual crescendo throughout. Okay. And then from the rhythm category, um, a rhythmic ostinato, a, a repeated rhythm. So something that's repetitive rhythmically and gradually gets louder. And there's your limitation and working with that and just kind of seeing what happens. And now, I mean, this brings back the other creative practices, right? Talking about experimentation and play and set up an experiment and see if it works. Mm-hmm. And maybe it does. And if it doesn't, you may have to change your approach or change the parameters. And anyway, I just wanted to give you that, give you that resource so you can start doing this. And it's, it's really fun to do in, in groups as well. Mm-hmm. And a couple things, a couple suggestions I would add to it. Uh, one would be to record yourself and then consider 
trying the opposite of some of the limitations or some mm. some of the things that you that that you notice yourself doing a lot in in your recordings consider trying the opposite or at least something different um and i thought of that especially when you mentioned the ostinato mm. uh, i find I spend a lot of time suggesting that people improvise and seeing seeing what happens when I challenge people to improvise. Um, and I notice often people don't repeat things very much. Like they're I don't have you noticed this too this too, Steve? Because mm -hmm. you're you're in you're in different contexts than I am sometimes doing this, but often it, it's um kind of like a run-on sentence as opposed mm -hmm. to if you imagine something that has repetition. Um so sometimes Structuring your whole improvisation around an ostinato or a drone, something that that is quite consistent, um, can help with 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 changing your thinking around that mm -hmm. a bit. Yeah, a lot of people. Oh, I ran out of ideas. You know, what do I do? So yeah, I do a lot of work with folks on thematic improvisation, taking the theme and m making some changes. Repetition, like you're talking about, and as I was playing earlier with the conversation, call and response, especially teaching jazz and working with blues and other black American music, this element of call and response. So I have people approach things conversationally, like being able to play a question phrase that goes up and respond with an answer or have even like a preacher congregation kind of conversation back and forth. And that helps, it helps move away from just kind of the wandering noodles, which happens particularly on, sometimes people are just worried about what scale, they're kind of randomly noodling on a scale and it's, it's not repetitive, it's not clear, and it's just wandering generality of something so some of those that yeah same i'm, I'm with you with yeah you and so to play with all with things that are less dense so taking more mm -hmm. space pl playing less in general so like playing things that repeat more taking more space playing more slowly can help just mm -hmm. adjust the adjust the approach to it and then another suggestion is to consider how other artistic disciplines would approach a creative menu and I mean mm -hmm. and there's you can there are resources for other for other disciplines mm -hmm. you know there's language that movement artists use more often than musicians mm -hmm. and there's overlap there and then there's places or ways in which that's very different um, or if someone was painting you know how might they, they describe what they're doing or the limitations to what they're mm -hmm. doing and how can or and we we uh, showed some examples that were more theatrical and so like how can we approach uh, our creative discipline um, or our, our artistic practice uh, in a way that has a different mindset than what's typical mm -hmm. or idiomatic or standard or what immediately comes mm -hmm. to mind um, for us. Yeah. And I was just working with, I did a new student come over, like a, a young adult student who came over who worked a lot and he was pl playing jazz but felt really trapped because he had learned learned a lot of you know jazz phrases what we call vocabulary or licks that he could cut and paste something in the right spot that sounded cool and he had memorized all of these phrases trying to learn it's like this vocabulary based jazz approach and but he just felt like oh it's always the same or he was just not feeling that it was very intuitive or you know if he ran out of things to cut and paste you know what to do but you know very skilled and i, I was in a similar place when i Showed up to music school, my teacher, Jerry Berganzi, who I talk about a lot, just snapped me out of that. And I was like excited to work through the same thing with him, like through musical limitations. So we're playing this tune and he played, you know, it sounded very proficient and excellent and resembled jazz and, and all of that. I'm like, okay, now you're only gonna play short phrases with short rests, like kind of choppy phrase. And he's like, oh, well, okay. And he was playing that and suddenly he was like developing these themes and, you know, still playing, still playing the tune. 
And then I had him do the opposite, like you're saying, long phrases and long rests. But the way he was playing, the long rest sounded very awkward and not musical. So like, well, how can you set up a long rest in this jazz context to not sound like that you're lost or your solo's over and someone else jumps in? Uh, and also, okay, play only eighth notes, which is, he was doing that anyway, so I didn't have to use that one. But I'm like, no eighth notes. And it's like, uh-oh. You know what other options are there? You know, uh, dotted quarter notes. Wait, I could do, and suddenly, but he was doing. You know, some some made him uncomfortable, but then some things were like, oh, that that's something new. That was not something you had predetermined and pasted in because he had all of these skills. But it's the limitations that will. Yeah, I told him it's a pretty exciting place to be because you got all these skills, and now it's time to like actually do the creative part. Um, and. Yeah the, yeah, the limitations. And that's how I was introduced to it, too. Not, and then I brought it to some more of these, um, these these approaches that are more open or not about a specific genre, genre neutral or genre fluid. I don't know what we, what we call it. But, yeah, I came to it through the, the jazz tradition and then backing, yeah, backing into some other, other traditions and just finding that, yeah, that the limitations, yeah, they're the ticket. Yeah, for sure. Both uh, both limiting and expanding. Yeah, exactly. Well, ha- have fun experimenting and playing and working with these limitations. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we'll be doing we'll be doing some of these together. We're we're in the process of putting together a Discord community, and we want to have some of these prompts and exercises and connect other people together. Uh, playing and experimenting and sharing the process with one another. So stay tuned for that. And you can join us in some of these musical, musical experiments. Yeah. yeah. And my one last tip <laughs> is to write down some of your own menu because, mm. uh, both in terms of creating a menu to go forward from, but also like sometimes we there, w- once you start thinking of all these individual choices you're making, it can become clear that like, there's a lot going on and there's a lot to think about. So sometimes like just like some some little notes here and there of like kind of keeping track of what you're up to uh, can can help give some perspective on it. Because I think one of the powerful things about limitations is that it restricts the number of things we can think about. So then we can mm. actually think about those things yeah. because our brains are not designed to think of a lot of different things all at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> they don't work that way. We actually have quite small memories and we can jump around between things um, to, to some extent. But being able to kind of be within one limitation for a bit mm-hmm. can be quite revealing. And so actually kind of journaling a bit for yourself um, to keep track of what limitations you are and aren't exploring can also be quite revealing mm-hmm. and uh, can can be helpful. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what, you know, the menus that we're providing that can help if you don't know where to start and even choosing something is overwhelming. Well, grab something off off our menu, but yeah, make, make your own. If you have an idea for other sets of limitations, for sure, go for it. Recording yourself is a good idea. We have a future episode on uh reflection so kind of what what's what's a healthy way to listen back and listen and observe and then also figure out how to make musical decisions going forward you know without getting super critical and beating yourself up there's an art form to that it's not easy but time helps yeah Uh, yeah. a little distance between yourself sometimes Uh, absolutely (laughs) And, and sometimes you'll hear you'll definitely hear things that yeah, that you you didn't notice at the moment while playing. I'm sure we will too when we go back and listen to this episode and post. But anyway, I think we can we can leave it we can leave it here. But yeah, connect yeah. with us and you can download 
even more resources at infiniteimprovisation.com slash podcast. Any final, final words? Well, have fun. Let us know how it goes. 